Hi, I'm Nick Warren, and welcome to the iLearn podcast from First Quantum. Jonathan Mayles grew up in Tasmania. In his 20s, he was a world-class athlete and represented Australia at four World Canoeing Championships. But by the early 1990s, his competitor days had come to an end, and he was asked to move into a different role, that of coach for Great Britain's Olympic canoeing squad. Jonathan's story is about what he learned about coaching and leadership, that leadership is often not about how good you are, but how good others are, and whether you care enough to get out of their way. Hello, First Quantum Leaders. My name is Jonathan Mayles. I'm a sports psychologist and executive coach, and my podcast tells a story of when I was a young sports coach who found himself in charge of a team who were far more experienced and better than he was at the sport he was trying to coach. To start my story, I probably need to go back to the fact that I grew up in Tasmania in Australia, which of those of you who know anything about Australia will know is a sports mad place. And as a young boy growing up there, you know, if you weren't good at sport, then whatever else you were good at didn't really count for much. So it was really important to define a sport that you were good at. Now, I was, a, I was a bit of a fat kid and I couldn't really kick a football very well. I couldn't throw a cricket ball. So the traditional sports are out for me. But I was really fortunate because I got involved in canoeing, particularly in whitewater canoeing through being in the Scouts when I was a youngster. Uh, and I got involved in slalom kayaking, which, you know, for those of you who don't know, this is where you race your kayak down some white water over about four or five, six hundred metres and you go through a series of gates that are poles hung across the river. So this was my sport and I really loved it because I had a bit of talent at it. I didn't have to run anywhere. I could sit in the boat and I enjoyed it. And it was a sport that I got stuck into in a big way uh, through my teenage years. And through most of the 1980s, I pursued it seriously and made the national team, represented Australia. I won national titles a couple of times. I had a great time racing, training, competing around the world, pursuing that sport. Along the way, I got really fascinated with the whole question of performance and, and what goes on between your ears because I realised there was a lot more to competing well than being physically or technically good. Those, those things were really important as well. So when my own career came to an end, I moved across to become a coach and I was very fortunate. I was able to work with the Australian Olympic team in 1992, which was a great opportunity. You know, I was a young coach at the time and canoeing was back in the Olympic program for the first time. So it was a really good learning experience. And I was very fortunate too, because one of the paddlers on the team, a woman called Danielle Woodward, did well and won a silver medal. To be honest, I didn't have much to do with that though, because she was coached by someone else, but uh, I had some reflected glory along the way. And I moved to Britain soon afterwards in 1992. And I was asked to coach the British team at the time, which was a real challenge and a great honour for me, because the British team were pretty much the best in the world. And I knew them all pretty well because I'd been competing against them for the previous 10 years. So I found myself in a situation where I was being asked to coach people, you know, these are great athletes, people like Richard Fox and Melvin Jones. I was being asked to coach athletes who I knew were far better than me as athletes, and they knew it too. So it was a really challenging situation, and I found myself really out of my comfort zone in a big way because I had to really struggle to work out, well, how am I going to coach these guys? Because they know more. I can't tell them what to do. They already know what to do. They know it better than I in many respects. And so as a coach, what I had to do was really flex how I coached and focus much more on creating the right environment for these people to perform. 
I had to think much more about making sure that they had good plans in place, that they had the resources they need, uh, that they were able to do good quality training sessions. And so my role as a coach really shifted from being someone who told them what to do or taught them what to do to someone who enabled them to, to perform well and do their best. So this led through to the World Championships in 1993. This is the big event of the year. It was a tough competition. It was on a river called the Noce River up in the mountains in Italy. And the British team were favoured to do well, but they weren't really tipped to, to win the team's event, which is where the three kayakers go down the river at the same time. The day before the race was due to take place, there was a huge thunderstorm in the mountains and the heavens opened and the river came up by about a metre, I suppose. So the rapids were, were completely different from what everyone had prepared for. And I was really proud because these guys were able to adapt very quickly to that situation. They responded to the new conditions better than anyone else. And they won the team's event, which was great. The first time that had happened for years. So they, they, they were world champions as a team. The following day was the individual competition. And again, they did so well. And they finished first, third and fourth in the world. So Richard Fox won his sixth world championships. And it was a really outstanding performance. And I felt really proud. I mean, I need to be careful not to take too much credit because these guys were great athletes, but at the very least, I didn't do them any harm. What it really proved to me was that as a leader, you don't necessarily have to get in the way of people. You don't have to know more than what people are doing. And a good team coach or a good team leader often is the person who can set up the conditions for the team to perform well. You know, I wasn't in the boat doing the racing, they were. It didn't depend on how good I was. What mattered was how good they were. And I think this is a great lesson which has stuck with me for a long time and it's one that I take into lots of situations now if I'm coaching people who are running teams and businesses and companies is that your job as a leader isn't to be better at doing the job than the people in your team. Your job is to make sure that you've got the right people on board and they've got the conditions and the resources and the equipment and the knowledge to do their job and then you get out of their way and you let them perform and you let them get on and do their very best. So... Uh, that's my story. I hope it's thought-provoking for you. I hope you can see some resonance for you in your job, whether you're running a team or a member of a team, uh, and I wish you all the very best. That's it for this week's episode of the iLearn podcast from First Quantum. iLearn is First Quantum's new corporate university. The full iLearn system will be available later in the year, but in the meantime, we hope you enjoy this podcast series. This episode of Ireland has been produced by Fresh Air Production and everybody involved in the podcast has given their time for free. For future episodes, you can find the Ireland podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts and Spotify. Thanks for listening and see you next time.